Welcome to the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast, where we will take your faith and the powerful Word of God and make them as practical and relevant to your job, home, and hobbies as your favorite pair of blue jeans are on a Saturday. Thank you for tuning in to the only practical application podcast. By that I mean we take the Bible seriously and we make it practical to our daily life, including our job. This is episode 97. I'm Kevin Brownlee, and this is going to be our last episode for season two. And we're going to take one week off over the 4th of July weekend, and then we're going to pick up season three, kind of where we left off. (laughs) So bear with me over the, the next Independence Day holiday and come back the following Tuesday morning. We're going to end and we're going to pick up again kind of the same thing. We're going to do some questions and answers, okay? I have received some some emails with questions, and I'm going to answer them. I'm going to do one today to kind of end Season 2, and then Season 3 will pick up answering another question. And if you have emailed in some questions, I will get to every one of them. I will do them in order that I receive them, okay? This first one, which we'll cover today was really good. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm thinking it's probably best not to tell who you are when you ask the question, just because, well, if someone else that you asked a question about or the ability to help them with something listens to this, which hopefully they will, then they'll know that it wasn't from you. You didn't get them in trouble. <laughs> okay, so I just think it's best if I just... Read the question and you'll know who you are. Okay, so the first one comes from a person who says, While reading the book of Hebrews, I came to this verse, which is in Hebrews twelve fourteen, Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Can you tell me how to do that? <laughs> I work with some people who are very difficult to be peaceful with or to have peace with. And that word holiness, I have no idea what that means. Like you say in your podcast, what is the practical application of Scripture to my job with that? Do you understand my question? Question mark? (laughs) Yes, I really do understand your question, and thank you for writing in, and thank you for the Oh, the vote of confidence with the the other words that you said in your email there. So thank you. I appreciate you listening. So I got to thinking about our culture today and that most people don't pursue peace, but the opposite. You know, people are confrontational, argumentative, divided, and they like to stir those things up too. I mean, they do just in conversation or... uh, They love to flame people on Facebook or, you know what I'm talking about, right? You know, someone told me, if you're ever lost in the woods, just start talking out loud about politics. Suddenly you'll get 20 people showing up (laughs) to argue with you. (laughs) So let me get to the answer of your question, which hopefully will answer your question. And maybe all of us who are listening will be able to learn from this and to do what this says in Hebrews 12:14 fantastic verse fantastic 
So I got to thinking about the Apostle Paul and what he said in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. So let me read that. Because Paul is describing to Timothy what people will be like in the last days. And I think we're living in these days, partly because the description here is so relevant to what we're going through and see today. So as I read this, try and think, what is the opposite of these things that he talks about, that Paul lists? What is the opposite of that? Because that's probably what we're supposed to do and how we're to be holy and be at peace with others. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, or conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. If we are to pursue peace with all people and holiness, and oh, by the way, holiness means set apart or different in a godly way, So if we're to be those two, so people can get a glimpse of what Jesus is like in us or through us, then we probably have the best opportunity in history to do so. Because we are supposed to be different than the world. You know that saying, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. (laughs) And so we're supposed to be a little bit different and have a joyous attitude about us and peaceful attitude about us and a hope about us so that as Peter says we are noticed by others and people then would come to us and ask us about that hope that we have and then we're able to share the gospel with them on their terms right on their terms we're not like bible thumpers they come to us and ask and we can tell them Anyway, let's figure out how to do this, pursue peace with all people and holiness so that people can see the Lord in us and through us. So let's take this passage that I just read from 1 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, and see how to be peaceful and how to be holy or separate or a little bit different with a better attitude than they have. Let's look at each one of them, and I think this is the best way to answer this question, because this is practical application of Scripture. First, it says the people today, they be like lovers of themselves, right? We are to be like lovers of others. Show them love, and by love we mean caring about them, compassionate, saying, dude, that's that's pretty harsh. What's causing that? Is there something bothering you? Is there something I can pray for you about? And if you've listened to this podcast much, you know that I say that somewhat often because every time that I have said that to someone, you know, is there something I can pray for you about? Or can I pray about that for you? 
they always say yes. And would you really? I would sure appreciate that. And it just opens a door to show them the love of Christ. So show them love, even though they're just all about loving themselves. Next, it says that they will be lovers of money. So we can be not greedy. We can be generous. And we can trust God's promises and not be all consumed about money ourselves. Trust that God will meet our needs and take care of us. We cannot be so concerned outwardly (laughs) with how much we make and whether I should be getting a raise and I'm going to quit if I don't get that raise. You know what I mean. Other folks are lovers of money. We should be, "Eh, it's not a big deal. God will take care of me and have that attitude. Next, it says boasters. They boast about the sinful things they did over the weekend, and they boast about themselves. What we can be is praising others. We boast others' accomplishments. Others' is, yeah, that's a word. I just made it up if it's not. <laughs> okay. Praise others. You know, tell them, hey, that was awesome. You did, you did so good at that. Or something like that. Especially do that in front of other people, too. You know, give them a high five and say, wow, you put in a great day today. Give them a high five. Next is people today be like all proud. And we can be like all humble. Humble is basically the opposite of pride. And pride is a sin. So humility isn't. And we can be humble and have humility and still be a strong person. It doesn't mean that we're weak. It means that we are other-centered and not super self-centered. We look out for other people. We praise other people. We high-five other people. We do good deeds for other people and expect nothing in return. And figure out how to do something like this at your your job with somebody who's acting like like you said in your email. Do something good for them. You know, the Bible says that heaps coals of fire on their head. (laughs) All that you do without what you want. Next is they blaspheme or curse people and curse God. You can stand out by praising other people and respecting other people and not using blasphemous words about God. You know, don't take the Lord's name in vain. You should only use God (laughs) if you're talking to him or talking about him. And also something that applies here is something I'm sure your mom used to tell you. If you can't say something nice about somebody, don't say anything at all. So either don't say anything at all or say something nice. In fact, that's probably the way that you could get noticed is by saying, you know, I don't think they're that bad. In fact, I really like the way that they, and then have something good to say. Or say, yeah, I saw them act like that too, but you know, they're going through a hardship. And I feel sorry for them that they have to deal with that too. Today be like disobedient to parents. You be like obey and honor your parents. Oh, and your elders. Only say good things about your parents. In front of other people, for sure. Next is 
people today be like unthankful? Well, that's easy. You can be thankful. Yep. In fact, you can always, always, always find something to be thankful for, even in other people. Don't think so? Try to. See if you can come up with something. It may even put a focus on them that you would show love to them, or generous, or humble, or praising them. Okay? Next, people today be like unholy. And you can be holy by rising above the norm, being above those things that are unholy. Okay? Your talk, your words are above that kind of words that they use. Your actions are above that. So rise above those things. Okay? Don't stoop. Rise above. Next, it says that people today be like unloving. And you can be loving. I already covered some of that. Next, they're unforgiving. And you can be forgiving. Yeah, forgive them. Well, there's a novel concept that'll set you apart. <laughs> you know, if they've wronged you, say, you know what, dude, I know, I know that hurt, but I'm going to forgive you. And just move on and forget about it. And then do. Okay? Don't ever bring it up again. Be forgiving. After all, Jesus was forgiving. In fact, there's our standard. Jesus forgave us of the most harshest sins and wrongdoings. And look at how many people harmed him and did bad things to Jesus, and yet he forgave them. You can forgive your co-workers or family members, too. Next, they're slanderers. And you should be uplifting and respectful. Don't say anything about somebody that isn't uplifting and respectful. Next, they are without self-control. Well, that's easy. You should have self-control or self-discipline because you're not an animal. In fact, even animals have some sort of self-control. There are a lot of people who have less self-control than even animals. But self-control is something that, by the way, you have to learn and practice. It doesn't come natural. So practice it. The more you practice, the more natural it becomes. And the more that that becomes, the more of a character you have that is characterized by having self-control. And if you want more self-control, ask God to give you self-control. Because having self-control is one of the fruits of the Spirit that you find in Galatians 5. Do you know that? It's like the last one. Having self-control. Having self-control to do what? Well, to make right decisions. To be at peace with all people and to be holy and to live something that God would be proud of. It it takes self-control to make wise decisions, to make the right decisions. It's really easy to make the wrong decisions, you know, like to lie about something so that you don't get caught. It's really easy to do the wrong thing, but it takes a little bit more effort and sometimes a whole lot more guts to do the right thing or to say the right thing. Do that. Yes, it's harder, but after all, we're not animals. We think and we do the right thing. Next, people today be like brutal. Brutal to others, especially if they know that there's no you know, face involved. 
they don't know really anything about them. You know, like on Facebook, you can be real brutal to somebody and no one really knows who you are. But you can be gracious to all. One of the best ways that people can see Christ in you and through you is to give them grace. To be gracious. Which involves loving and forgiving and being other-centered instead of self-centered. Grace. Boy. Is that missing in today's society or what? (laughs) Yes, you can stand out by just being gracious to someone. Next, they're despisers of good. Boy, have we seen that lately, right? Everything that's good, like marriage and truth and church, is being attacked. In fact, Jesus said, Woe to you who call evil good and good evil. Woe. And when Jesus says woe, look out. God is a just God, and God will dispense justice. That woe means you'll have your day. God will dispense justice. And oh, by the way, justice is God's, not ours. God will get even. God will take care of that. God will handle them and that. That's not your job. So don't take that on yourself, okay? You can promote and do good by loving your family, loving your wife, going to church, doing the right thing, and saying, you know, that's wrong. That is just flat wrong. By holding a good moral standard and showing good moral character. Next, there will be traitors. You know, people who say one thing and do another, or you never know where they stand on any given topic. That's traitors. And you can be patriotic, you can pray for our leaders, and your yes is yes and your no is no. And have people know where you stand on things. It's okay. To just say, you know, I don't agree with that. I think that's wrong. It's just my opinion, but I think it's wrong. And I'm entitled to my opinion, right? (laughs) But be somebody whose yes is yes, whose no is no. So when you say something, there's no wishy-washiness about it. Okay, you're not flighty. You're not snowflakey. People know you have a firm, even keel about you. And that brings us to the next one, which is reckless and rash. You know, fly off the handle. Do things that, boy, I didn't see that coming from you. You know what I mean? Don't be like that. Be responsible, be thoughtful, and be somebody that others can count on. Next is people are conceited. Well, you can be unselfish and other-centered. It says that people will be lovers of pleasure. You can be lovers of God. Yeah, pleasure is okay, but you don't put so much focus on it. There's a time for pleasure. There's a time for things like that. It's not all the time. So be lovers of God and godly things. Next, it says that they will have a fake godliness. Well, you can have a genuine godliness that's based on Scripture. Someone who walks the walk, not just talk the talk. Someone who takes the Bible and makes practical application of it in their daily life and job. Right? 
a blue jeans Christian. Next it says that they were denying God's power. Well, we should be pointing out God's power. Pointing out where God was faithful to us, where he answered our prayers. Pointing out where God did some things and we should be thankful to him for. God's power is more powerful than anything else. And God is more powerful than people and people's things. And we can trust him because he is a good God and a just God. The only reason to fear God is if you're doing something wrong or if you have not repented of your sins and asked Jesus to be your Savior and Lord. Hold to biblical truth and hold it up as the truth, the way, and the life. So let me just recap by running down this list of the things that you are to be like, okay? You're to pursue peace with all people and be holy. And let's kind of center on the holy because that's really where people will see Christ in you and see Christ through you. Love others. Don't be greedy. Be generous. Trust that God will take care of you. Praise others. Be humble. Respect people and God. Obey and honor your parents and elders. Be thankful. Rise above the norm. Rise above the things in this world, right? Be loving. Be forgiving. Be uplifting and respectful in the things you say and do. Be self-controlled. Be gracious. Promote and do good. Be patriotic and pray for our leaders. Have a steady, even keel about you that is predictable. That your yes is yes and your no is no. That you stand firm. That you are responsible and thoughtful. That you are unselfish and others-centered. That you love God. And that you have a genuine godliness. And that you hold scripture as the truth and that it has power power to improve your life power to improve your job and the power to have you get to know christ and spend eternity with him so thank you for writing that question in i hope this answers it and i hope that others can learn from it too you might want to give these things a try and let me know how it's going Maybe we can do a recap a little bit later and see if we need to talk about some more. <laughs> okay. And other folks, please send me some questions. Send them to my email, kevin at bluejeanschristian.com. And we'll see if we can get them answered here. In fact, I will get them answered here because that's what I said I would do. Next week, we will tackle another question that someone had sent in or a suggestion for a topic. We're going to talk about how to walk the walk and not just talk the talk and what the differences are between those two. So remember, next week we're not having this episode because it's going to be the 4th of July weekend and I love to celebrate Independence Day up in the mountains or traveling or doing something. (laughs) Okay, so not doing a podcast. So two weeks from now, we'll answer that next question. Okay, folks, thanks so much for listening. See you later.